right, all right, all right. Day 190. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so today uh, we begin the book of Micah, right? Micah. So Micah is this prophet in the 8th century, and he's prophesying uh, around the same time as Isaiah. So we just finished the book of Isaiah, the fifth gospel, uh, super dope stuff in that book. But Micah is dope as well, much smaller, (laughs) but super good. And Micah, he's going to, like most of the other prophets, listen, confront Israel and Judah about its rebellion and sin, right? The message is clear. It ain't new, right? Injustice was rampant, right? And they would um, suffer, according to Micah, the exile, right? He's going to be clear about that. Silence from God and even frustration, right? So Micah, Micah's name is really instructive of the message of the book, right? So his name means in Hebrew, who is like Yahweh, right? Who is like Yahweh, right? And in many ways, um, he's trying to get us as the people of God to ponder and meditate on the incomparable nature of the God of the universe and let that inform um, our ways, right? Let that inform our ways, both public and private. So he starts off the book and he says this, um, the word of the Lord that came to Micah, the Moreshite, what he saw regarding Samaria and Jerusalem. So he's prophesying to both the Northern kingdom and the Southern kingdom in the days of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Here what he says, listen, all you peoples, pay attention, earth and everyone in it. The Lord God will be a witness against you. The Lord from his holy uh, temple. Look, the Lord is leaving his place and coming down to trample the heights of the earth. The mountains will meet, uh, will melt beneath him and the valleys will split apart like wax near a fire, like water cascading down a mountain side. Listen, before in Exodus 19, right? God came down in smoke and fire to make a covenant with Israel. This time he's coming down uh, in judgment because his people broke the covenant he made, right? Like, so he's not coming to make a covenant. He's coming to judge people that broke the covenant. And the first few verses, fam, out the gate, right? Like Micah is affirming that the sins of both Jerusalem and Samaria, these are the capital cities of the Northern and Southern kingdom, are full to the brim, right? They're full to the brim and God's judgment is on its way. Now, at this time in Micah's day and age, God's people were guilty of, so much right like cult prostitution right where you people would have literally uh prostitution going on at the temples in service of a pagan god right general idol worship on the high places right a place that god did not ordain for his people to worship other gods let let alone uh um in, in that particular place he he called his people to worship at the temple so all these things were going on and once again this is the crazy part fam and this is where we come in once again what the surrounding nations were known for is what his people were guilty of. And we see that in this text, the Lord is saying, no, no, no. Either we are going to smash and kill and uproot the idols in our life or else God will in judgment, right? Either we're going to do it or he's going to do it, <laughs> right? And it won't be pretty. And the, the thing that we have to remember is this in a nutshell. There will always be a temptation, fam, to bow down to the gods of the nations rather than worship and serve the God 
of the nations, right? It will be a temptation to worship the gods of the nations, to just do what everybody else is doing, right? Whether it be power, whether it be money, whether it be materialism, whether it be politics, right? There always is going to be this temptation. And we see the people of God faltering and falling to it here. And Micah, because of that reality, is lamenting. He's going to lament at the end of uh, chapter one. Micah's going to lament. And it's so he's just he just want to be clear, fam. He's like, no, no, he's from the southern kingdom of Judah. And his whole point in the back half of one is to show that they are just as guilty as the northern kingdom. Right. And he's and he's calling folks out by name. He ain't playing with these guys, man. Like he's calling folks out by name. He's he's going territory after territory. And uh, he's like, yo, Morisheth, uh, Shafer, Lashish, Gath, all of y'all, bro. It's 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 real. It's up close and personal. The Lord is clear. Um, I love the Jay Z line where he's like, um, let's end the speculation. I'm talking to all of y'all, right? He 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 um is calling out folks in one of his songs, and uh, he just wants to be clear. And Micah is taken after uh or Hove is taken after uh <laughs> after Micah here, and um yeah man, it's so good that the God's uh, prophets uh, are just so clear about what the Lord is displeased with, and he starts this section with the word listen. The word Shema uh, is is from Deuteronomy. And every time he uses this word, listen, he uses it in verse two and he uses it in uh, uh, chapter three as well. He starts off a kind of a new prophecy. And um, I didn't mention, too, that um, this is a vision. Right. So Micah receives a vision. Prophets receive visions from God uh, about the people of God. Right. So he is receiving this vision uh, about what the Lord would have him say to his people. First, uh, chapter two. Woe to those who dream up wickedness and prepare evil plans on the beds at morning. Uh, like they will accomplish it because the power is in their hands. They covet fields and seize them. They also take houses. They deprive a man of his home, a person of his inheritance. Listen, this is injustice, right? The reason the the the, the um, Israelites went into exile, received the judgment of God, is because of two things, idolatry and injustice, and they go hand in hand. Idolatry and injustice, and they go hand in hand. Remember, the chief uh, uh, command is to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself, right? So in both of those, in idolatry, you're not loving God. And then in um, injustice, you're not loving your neighbor, right? So that's why they went into exile. So Micah's clear about the injustice here. He gives this oracle against the wealthy hmm, who would divide wicked schemes against the poor and the weak to seize their land and their property. So we see how, in this text, how greed, idolatry, and an abuse of power are closely interrelated and often intertwined, right? And God will say, Okay, you you want to take the rightful land and inheritance that the marginalized among you have. Guess what I'm going to do? In an ironic and redemptive bout of justice, God will say, I'm going to send Assyria, right, to, 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 to take you into exile and essentially do the same thing against you, right? So you see that God is just. <laughs> so So he responds to the injustice of his people with justice of his own, right? And, and God, listen, God is just being true to his character right even when we are not faithful to his covenant god is just being true to his character and he will go on to say that um y'all have built wealth by robbing and subduing other people innocent bystanders can't even walk through the land this is chapter two without someone taking their robe women are taken from their homes and their children are left without someone to make sure food is in their stomach before bed at night right like these are the types of real everyday things that god hates and abhors and once again his people should hate and abhor it as well right 
And he's like, no, no, it would be bad enough if these were foreigners, right? And this was other nations that don't have the revealed will of God of the Torah and all these good things. But this is God's people doing just horrendous things, right? Which makes matters even worse. But I love it because once one of the things about the prophets in scripture is that they would not prophesy judgment without prophesying hope. We got a lot of uh, judgment dealers, but not, not a lot of hope dealers right out here today. And I love the balance of God's people in scripture. I will indeed gather all of you. He talks about the exile, but he says, no, no, no I'm going to gather all of you, Jacob. I will collect the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, I will, like, like a flock in the middle of his pasture. I, it will be noisy with people. <laughs> I love it. One who breaks open the way will advance before them. They will break out, pass through the city gate and leave by it. Their king hmm, will pass through before them, the Lord, as their leader. Listen, God is this great king over his people and he will not forget his people. Right. He gives this message of hope that this shepherd, this shepherd theme is going to be big throughout the prophets. Right. God is going to be characterized as a shepherd over his people and the king in Israel and Judah uh, that, that, that is to come, <laughs> that, that is to come, that will accomplish uh, God's will in the last days uh, will be characterized as a shepherd as well. And so God is going to lead his people back into the land. They will be gathered and the Messiah will bring them back. Right. In other words, what we see here, even amongst the heinous sins fam and i'm glad they didn't have camera phones back then god is more committed to his people than that his people are to him than they are to each other and even uh uh more committed to them than they are to themselves right that's the beautiful truth of scripture but in three he goes back he's back to regular uh schedule program he says um then i said now listen so he starts another one now listen leaders of jacob you rulers of the house of israel aren't you supposed to know what is just you hate good and love evil you tear off people's skin and strip their flesh from the bones. The very people that were put in place to serve, hear this, protect and administer justice were the very ones who were responsible of the greatest injustices in Micah's time, right? It wasn't just the leaders generally, but it was the prophets specifically, right? And these false prophets in Israel were known, hear this, for declaring peace when there was no peace, right? For declaring that God was among them when he was nowhere to be found, right? In other words, these were folks who rose up in this day, who acted as if there was no injustice where there was, who failed to call it out as a result <laughs> and thus deceived. Hear this. No, I'm using this word strategically deceived God's people into being bereft of discernment of the spiritual state. Right. And so what Micah is doing as a true prophet is calling out the false prophets. Right. He he is being he is being true to Deuteronomy chapter 13. Right. He is uh, saying that these uh, prophets are not are saying, no, no, there's they're going. There's going to be no judgment. You can get away with what you're doing. Right. And Micah is clear that no, no judgment is salvation is going to come. But it comes on the other side of judgment, not apart from judgment and i love michael 4 where he ends off um and he talks about the last days uh similar to the to, to the um many of the other prophets and it's such a beautiful passage he says this in the last days the mountain of the lord's house will be established at the top of the mountains and will be raised above the hills people will, will stream to it and many nations will come and say come let's go up to the mountain of the lord to the house of the god of jacob he will teach us about his ways so we may walk in his path for instruction will go out of Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Remember that the, the, the Old Testament has this latter day outlook, hope and perspective. In other words, they are looking forward to the last days. Right. It has this outer uh, latter day uh, hope. 
And one of the main features of the end times, the last days in scriptures that was promised in the OT is that, yes, Jerusalem will be destroyed. We talked about that a ton in Isaiah, but also Jerusalem will be rebuilt. Right. They will be taken into exile, but they will be it will be repopulated. The temple will be redone. God's city will be restored. And Gentiles here. Look at this. Gentiles, other nations will be streaming towards Jerusalem. They will be streaming towards God, the God of the Bible, the God of the uh scriptures and we see this here it says that many nations will come to god and god's blessing and instruction will go out from jerusalem in other words it won't be a day when people violate the covenant it will be there will be a day family we still looking forward to it there will be a day when we perfectly obey god <laughs> there will be a day when we won't lament uh, about the sins among our very own people where we will live in perfect holiness and harmony with the God of the universe and we won't hurt and harm one another right and if you've been hurt or harmed by people this is something to look forward to if you've been just tired of yourself in a way you can't obey the Lord this is something to look forward to and this promise is guaranteed and he says at the end of the day like this will be in the Lord's house right we will be in the Lord's presence right and this is only going to happen and take place because this great king is going to come to Jerusalem and he's going to die there. Right. And he also rise there and he will also send his spirit down there. Right. And his name is Jesus. Right. And he comes and he takes the sin of the world and he pays the payment we all owe and thus brings the blessing that we all don't deserve. May our hearts be fixed on our great King Jesus today. Let's pray. God, we ask for mercy and kindness. Uh, we ask for your grace, Father. We pray that you will point out our sin when it's present. We pray that you will fix our hope uh, as it needs to be on your son, Jesus, Lord. We forget Jesus so much. I pray that we will consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest, our great apostle and high priest. Uh, it's in Christ's name we pray.